check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to Red Storm Chasers. I'm Vincent here with Craig, Tim, and Nick. On this episode, we'll look back at the Creighton loss and Georgetown win before looking ahead to the Seton Hall and Xavier matchups. Guys, how are your weekend? Big football weekend, championship weekend. Super Bowl matchup set now with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Gross. Uh, gross. Gross matchup. Just terrible. The le- My least favorite matchup of any teams in this playoffs, actually. Honestly. Couldn't have the, drew it up worse, the in my N- opinion. The NFC game was so bad just because once the once Brock Purdy got hurt, it was like you knew the game was over. I mean, look, I'm not saying the Eagles were already up 20. Well, that was early on, but the Eagles, look, the Eagles are a good team. I'm not saying they're not, but... It yeah, was just, that game was just horrendous. To Purdy watch. sticks in the game; they got a shot. Without yeah. him, they were. I mean, no, it, was it was done. Over. It was over. It was over. Even, their, even their backup got hurt. Their backup got hurt, and then Purdy came back in and we couldn't throw the ball. Yeah, it it was pretty sad watching Purdy go back out there, knowing that his elbow was completely. Yeah, watching Christian McCaffrey destroyed. have to pass the ball. Well, yeah, he he looked like the kid. Uh, he looked like the uh, guy from uh, Longest Yard. Let me throw the ball, <laughs> and that's why you don't throw the ball. But. It was pretty much watching Purdy go back out there, knowing that he had to hand off the ball each and every time right. because no, everyone knew he couldn't throw anymore. It's like watching the Kentucky Derby horse breaks the leg and tries to finish the race. Still, yeah, it was. It you was, know, it's losing. It was bad. It was bad, and I, this matchup is just unbearable. I mean, it's in my opinion, it's the worst two teams who could possibly be in the playoffs. I mean, in the in the in the Super Bowl, out of the teams that were in the playoffs, I still can't believe the Chargers lost like, the way they did. It still hurts my That heart. was a rough one, Nick. You, you, you deserved better. Hey, but you got Kellen Moore, so that's a big win. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Maybe we'll get, uh, maybe Herbert will get a little more development than he's been getting. Kellen Moore, winning his college quarterback of all time. Where, where do you State. play, Craig? Where do you play? <laughs> Let the people know. Boise State. That is correct. On the blue. Out on the blue. All right, everybody's week's good. Not much to go around. Obviously, watched yeah. a lot of football this weekend, yeah, I assume. A lot of football. Uh, of course, got to go to the Georgetown game. Right. Got to. We'll get there. Got to uh, jump in the stands at the Garden, which is, if you want to, don't do it. It's very risky. It's it's not as bad as jumping up and down in Carn Seca, which is pretty much you're gonna jump into the next row and hurt yourself. But Garden's got a little more room to jump and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I mean, it was an exciting game. Obviously, we'll get there in a bit. First question for you folks to get the ball rolling here. What is your favorite holiday outside of the major two? So outside of Thanksgiving and Christmas, what is your favorite holiday of the year? It is kind of funny that those two major holidays are at the end of the year. We put them right back to back. It's true. A month apart. Couldn't spread it out a little better. You got to go see, you know, you get to see your family a lot in a short amount of time. And then if you don't see them for the rest of the year, it's like, you know. You get like nine months off. And you got <laughs> Halloween like right before that too. So kind of like three yeah. of the bigger holidays are within, you know, right, weeks yeah. of each other. It, it's, also, it's also interesting that those are the two major holidays and both are surrounding shopping. Well, I mean, that's purposeful. Mm, not but, Thanksgiving. Mm, Thanksgiving is Black, Black Friday, Friday Black the Friday. next day. It's that's, the biggest shopping day of like the, the year. We have off Black Friday. Tim did said surrounded by shopping. Yeah, valid, yeah. valid. But my point was the the Thanksgiving holiday has nothing itself to do with shopping. That's fair. There, you don't buy stuff for Thanksgiving but food. Right. That that is very true. There right. is no there's, there's no gift element there's of no gift. There's Thanksgiving. A gift, there's a gift element to Halloween. You're giving away candy, right? You're not giving away gifts. That's per se. But you're giving away candy. Yeah, that's yeah. not really the same, but okay. It's not the same. Or Pokemon cards. All right, so what's your favorite? Come on, as besides those two, what's your favorite? So my favorite holiday is probably Martin Luther King weekend um, because every every year in Martin Luther King weekend, me and my family, 
We go down up to uh, Vermont, and I'm a, I like snowboarding. I love winter. I love all that fun stuff. So it's a it's a every year thing for us, and it's a, it's a great time for me. And it's also the beginning of the playoffs. So it, it is a very nice weekend having gone on it with you as well. Uh, it is a lot of fun uh, to get out there, and, and it is kind of a relaxing winter. It's a fun time. I mean, obviously, if you're, you're snowboarding, it's not like super relaxing, but it does make for a good getaway. Definitely it doesn't have much to do with Martin Luther King, though. I was about to say, was he a big no. snowboarder? Yeah, I mean that's not really. I mean, I, hey, I appreciate he your sentiment. Snowboarding. I appreciate your sentiment. I don't really know if the holiday connection is uh, exactly you, you what I meant, was, but you asked what was my favorite holiday. You didn't say the reason why no, behind the holiday fair. had to be because of the Listen, holiday. I, I, I guess celebration. That's a valid. That's a valid. I, just, I, just, I had to say it though. It just coincides I, with every year because because we get the extra Monday off because no, it's a, it's a it. national no, holiday. No, it's, it's fine. I, I'll holiday. give it to you. I just you. had to call. I had to call it out. I'll give it to you. I couldn't let it fly. He he might have snowboarded once or twice in his life. I'm not sure if that's confirmed uh, or denied. I'm not really sure when snowboarding was created, but that's uh, a, ooh, that's a good point. Well, uh, anyway, Tim, what's your favorite holiday outside of Christmas and Thanksgiving? Mine would have to be Fourth of July. Uh, it's pretty much just surrounding the enjoyment of blowing things up and drinking at the same time. And summer, and America. And it's really yeah, a lot it's about really America. Blowing things up and drinking part. If fourth, if if it was Fourth of uh, January. And I was blowing things up and drinking. I would still enjoy it just as much. That's fair, but the summer aspect does make it nice because you get to do it outside. Yes, yeah, that's you get true. to do it by a pool in case you burn your eyebrow off and have to jump in a pool. Back I've, it done, up. I've done that before. Back it up, Terry. Back it up, Terry. <laughs> Classic video. All okay. right, Craig, what's your favorite holiday? My favorite holiday is... Well, outside of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, mine's going to be a weird one. I'm going to go outside the box. Naturally. Craig, Craig like... with a weird selection? Wow. Um, so I'm going to say... Opening day of baseball is my own personal favorite holiday. My personal favorite day. It's a it's a personal holiday, so that's cool. Yeah, I well, I go I go to opening day at City Field for the Mets every year with my mom. So opening day is always a big day, always a good day. Uh, the Mets have the all time winningest record on opening day. Um, I think what do you guys the best in baseball in the last like eleven years? I think right. Best in baseball in the last I think forty five years, but yeah. We have like an 800 winning percentage opening day. So usually a good game for the Mets. Um, for many years, that was one of the highlights. But not anymore, baby. Not with Uncle Stevie here. And there's going to be lots of days to come. Just spending as much money as humanly possible. As much money as he wants to spend to make me happy, I am down for. I am totally down for that. So that's my that's my day. That's my that I, All right, I like it's that a day. little weird, but I'll take Super it. You weird. know what? It's you know we, Nick went with the snowboarding weekend, so I, I'll I'll count it. I'll take it. That's fair. Other but, than that, Halloween. If you want to pick a, a standard one, I'd say Halloween. I have right. a party. I mean, Nick Craig picking two again. All right, that's fine. I, I can't help myself. He okay. just really can't. Mine is St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, spectacular, spectacular a day. You Great really day. just focused on drinking, um, which we enjoy, enjoy quite Irish a fashion. bit, and Irish heritage, and being Irish, which we're which we, also which we are, so we also enjoy. Uh, plus, it's normally around the NCAA tournament, so you might get a day where you have an excuse to just go watch NCAA tournament games, uh, even though you don't get the day off. Hopefully, you uh, get to celebrate in some way. Anyway, let's get into some college basketball now. The week started off pretty rough uh, last week for St. John's Creighton, hundred and four to seventy seven. That loss, uh, it was brutal. Um, I think that my main takeaway from this game is that I think this is a clear picture of exactly how important Posh Alexander is to this team. Uh, we were we were lost on the court without him, and we had no heart. And I think both of those things stem from Posh not playing in this game. Uh, just to give you some numbers that are actually pretty shocking, to be honest, because 
if you looked at that game, if you watched that game, you saw a pathetic performance, right? I don't, I don't think anyone looked at that and said, well, I think we played all right. Although the numbers would say differently. Uh, 46% from the field. Now they shot 57% from the field. 46% from three. We actually outshot them from three, which is pretty impressive. Now they shot 30 of them, so they made 11. Uh, but our percentage was higher. We were six of 13. Free throws were abysmal. Eight for 14. That's 54%. But, you know... The rebound margin was minus three, which is not great, but again, not terrible. Uh, and the turnover battle, we lost 12 to seven. So you're looking at a, a five, a negative five margin there, which is not good. But I, the gap in score is so much different from those numbers, which I just found to be fascinating because it, it, you watch that game, I would have told you we shot, you know, 20% from the field and we, you know, got out rebounded 100 to one. Yeah, I think, I think the bigger. I mean, you're right. Those numbers are, are pretty surprising, to be honest, because that's not the way the game felt as you watched it. Um, but to be honest, the bigger problem was our defense. I mean, uh, the we played num- defense. We we didn't, and we didn't. And that was the problem. I mean, we gave up 104 points. I mean, that is an unbelievably high number. We gave up 52 points in the first half, and then gave up another 52 points. Like, like 50 points is ridiculous in a half. To give up 52 twice in one game is a lot. I mean, that is that is. Bad defense for, for two straight halves, un, uncontrolled. If you remember uh, last week I said, you know, we talked about how we, we want to play high-scoring games, and I said probably not against this Creighton team. That's probably the only exception, and turns out to be right because this they can just score. I mean, they just flat-out score. All of their starters were in double digits for this game. Well, you could see with us only creating seven turnovers. That's, when was the last time we allowed single-digit turnovers by the opposing team? I, I can't remember. On two steals, mind you. Yeah. So you could really tell with Posh not being in there, that's two or three steals right there gone. The The team itself, we as you said, we, we did win uh, an offensive rebound, which is one of the things that we need to be crucial in uh, with Jones and Soriano to have them to get those offensive rebounds. We need those guys to do that. We need those second-chance points that way, and especially in those games where we left nine more points in free throws. They made five more threes than us. So just in breakdowns of field goals and points right there, it's 14 more points compared to a normal two-point field goal to their three points. There are nine extra points on free throws. That's 14 points right there of our 28, so that's half the score that we lost by. Right there, that's the difference. That's a big chunk of difference. Yeah, right there. that's that. Yeah, that's that's part of the difference. But I, really, we just we didn't have a lot of heart in this game. We just from the very beginning, I mean, they came out swinging. Maybe maybe they didn't come out swinging. Maybe we just came out unprepared, because at the beginning we went down and we stayed down, and there was really no point in this game where I had any hope that we were ever going to get close let alone actually take over the game we, no. cer- we certainly did look unprepared i mean I, I at one point during the game i said and i texted someone i said you know that has the game a feel of a game where we stay within seven points never get anywhere close to it and lose by eight points and that was apparently extraordinarily optimistic yeah <laughs> um i thought i, was I would have loved to lose by eight uh, points. yeah I, I thought that's where we were going for like, most of the first half but uh then as it went on i was like wow that was that was optimistic of me. Um, but, I mean, because, I mean, the numbers don't really show or speak to the fact of 
how the game flow went. I mean, just watching the game was extraordinarily disheartening. Well, in the last 26 minutes of that game, we decided that we will let them shoot the three. Just shoot all you want. Maybe we'll guard you. Maybe. We'll, we'll let you shoot 33s. You'll miss enough. But apparently that was a bad decision. It, it certainly didn't work out for us. Let's look at the lineup we had. We Obviously, Posh was out. One with an interesting lineup. Wusu, Pinzone, Store, Jones, and Soriano. And the one bright spot has to be AJ Store. I mean, 23 points, 3 of 5 from 3. He actually played a good game, uh, which was great to see. I mean, he's a guy who has been getting more time, earning more time, with all due respect. And it, and he puts the product out that you want to see. He's he's the guy who's really taking advantage of every minute he's gotten, and because of that, we we benefit greatly from having him on the court. Soriano, nineteen points, nine rebounds, missed a double double. Jones, thirteen points. Good turnaround for David Jones. I have to say he he yeah. had been struggling a long time, uh, and he he put together a decent game against Creighton. Ten points for Wusu, three for Pinzone. No one off the bench had more than four points. Uh, so it was a rough day for players not in the starting lineup. Listen, I think as bad as this loss was, as little heart this team showed, uh, this is a game you just completely forget about and move on. Creighton is a team that we don't play very well against in Creighton. Uh, and, you know, listen, it, it's a game I penciled in as a loss going in. Uh, so I think you just wipe the minds, move on, and race it. Hope we don't face them in the Big East tournament and, and move on. Uh, with your season. I well, think, our defense looked so sloppy that you thought we were celebrating Dollar Beer Night with them. Yeah. We, we're all, we're 1-10 in 10 at, at Creighton since they joined the Big East. So it's, it's just it's not, not a game really we, win. we win. I think you're right. I think you just wash it away, move on. You take the positives from it, which were AJ Storr coming on strong, David Jones hopefully getting right. Soriano had another solid day. Um, didn't get a double-double in that game. Didn't get a double-double. 7-11 from the field. Still, yeah. still a no. good day. Um, you, you take that from what it is, and then you kind of move on. That's what you got to do. I, I think that's the best best thing we could do. And you know what? The fortunate part in college basketball is there's another game in the same week. So, uh, um, Plus, Creighton then did smash Xavier again on Saturday and beat, us, beat them almost as bad. So, you know, I can't feel... That is true. That that maybe, is a, that maybe is a, just coming on. Maybe feel a little better. That is a helpful look for us. Yeah, at a least. little bit. I mean, it still stinks, Slightly. but at the end of the day, maybe Creighton's just really good. Anyway, the other game last week was not disappointing. Uh, well, sort of. Not a different, not a disappointing outcome. Uh, it was a seventy-five to seventy-three victory over the Georgetown Hoyas. We had no posh, no pin zone, uh, but we were able to pull out the victory. Forty-one percent from the field. 41% from three, 7 of 17, another decent day from three, which is rare for us. 10 of 17 from the free throw line, though, 59%, which were very costly and scary at the end of the game for sure. Uh, in terms of the rebound, we out-rebounded them, plus five margin there, and a plus three margin in terms of turnovers, which was, you know, uh, it didn't look like it. We certainly had enough turnovers to make it upsetting. Uh, and this game is way, way closer than we wanted it to be. Georgetown was coming off their first conference win. Like we had talked about, you know, they, they had had a losing streak of a year uh, plus. So they, you know, I think they were a little juiced up. They came off their win. They, they came into the garden, and they came prepared, and we came out a bit flat. Uh, we had, again, no posh and no pin zone. Our starting lineup was Curbelo, Wusu, Store, Stanley, and Soriano. Uh, and at the beginning of this game, 
you know, Georgetown stuck around and then then they then they came back. They got rid of the ten point lead, were able to get a lead in the second half for most of the second half actually. And uh, you know, we had to fight our way back. But I give credit to our guys because at the end of the day, they did exactly that. They were able to fight back uh, and come away with a with a hard earned victory. I know it's not the result people wanted, right? People wanted to crush Georgetown. I understand that, uh, but a win is a win. So you, you take the win how you can get it. Uh, and again, I think there's some real highlights from this game. Most importantly, again, AJ Store. I got to tell you, there's nothing better than starting the game being three from three from the three point line. It was just an amazing feeling to like actually watch our team make consecutive threes, looking up on the scoreboard and seeing 100% from the three-point line, pinching myself to see if that was real. Um, but we played, I thought we played good coming out of the gate, and then after, right after that, we played nothing for a very long time. And then we kind of figured it out in the set at that very, towards the end of the second half, really the second half of the Last second half. Last six minutes, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but we did just enough to, to get over the hump and, and beat Georgetown. Yeah, we made the plays down the stretch that we needed to to win the game, uh, and we won. Uh, so it's not obviously, like Lisa Vince said, it's not the game we wanted, but it was the game we got, and we took we you know we did what we needed to do to win the game. A.J. Storr, as Vincent said, had a, a great day to cap off a great week uh, with a great, you know, a clutch three-pointer ice in his veins he knew was going in. Yeah, I mean, it was, really was a spectacular shot, and, and really, uh, you know, it's nice when you win games in exciting fashion. I mean, obviously, you didn't want to be in that situation against Georgetown, but at the end of the day, like I said before, win is a win. Uh, and plus, I think AJ Storr not the only bright spot. David Jones had a great game, led the team 17 points off the bench. Really good for him to get back-to-back games, uh, you know, with double-digit scoring. He, he Hoping he's finding his rhythm again because we could use a David Jones to step back in and really, you know, help this team who is very up and down. Absolutely. Absolutely. David Jones is a key part of this team, and, we, uh, you know, we definitely he was in a, in a rut, and hopefully his last two games he's coming out of it. I mean, seven eleven from the f- seven for eleven from the field uh, again on Sunday. That's a, that's a big thing. He made a three pointer. Um, you know, if he can really turn it around uh, and play up to the David Jones that we know he can be, uh, that would be huge for us. And also, uh, we got to shout out Dylan Adewusu who had yeah. a, a great game on Sunday. Uh, four for six from three point land was deadly from out there. Um, but really just solid all around at 15 points. Uh, he played a good game uh, against Creighton as well. If you look back at his stats, he's been c- pretty consistent over the last couple weeks. Of, he's been turning in solid after after solid after solid effort. He, and he makes a lot of good, solid plays, and, and he does a lot of things well. He, he can fill up the sheet, and um, you know he can do a lot of different things. I mean, he's a very versatile and important option for this team. Yeah. W- Wuzu has really been one of the, um, the consistent pieces that we've needed while – Posh, Curbelo, and Jones have struggled in the last couple weeks. And although, I mean, you know, it hasn't been heroic enough to make it over the hump, but it has been good enough to keep us in games and really be consistent. And really, ever like, when, when Wusu gets the ball, I feel better than I used to when Wusu used to get the ball. Uh, now, he, you know, his shot's been way better. When he takes it three, I'm not scared. <laughs> as yeah, much he, as I he's used certainly to gotten way better at shooting uh, in the past year which is a huge help. Yeah, so it's great that he's been consistent. The one, and I know, you know, I know people will still be upset about how our performance was in Georgia. The one negative from the whole week, uh, if I can, before we look ahead to our Spotlight Player of the Week, right? Uh, I think the biggest negative is that Mike Anderson got outcoached in both of these games. 
Absolutely. In Creighton and in Georgetown. And in Georgetown. And I against mean, Georgetown, you, you kind of figured say. he was against Creighton. We kind of, well, they're, going into that, we they're were very talented team. Yeah. yeah. Against Georgetown, against Patrick Ewing, who has been historically bad. It just can't happen. It's just, it's, it's sad to see. It's very, like, physically, mentally, emotionally sad to see. Because it's, it doesn't give me a lot of hope going forward about Mike Anderson, personally. I mean, yeah. It's rough. It's rough to watch. It, it's not where we want to be at this point uh, in the season, at this point in Mike Anderson's tenure. It's not where we want to be. Uh, playing close games against a one in ten Georgetown team that's won one game in two years, not ideal. I yeah. mean, look, there are positives to this game, and we've talked about them. And like you said, a win's a win. But and we and we were missing Posh, so it's and we were missing Posh. That's true. But now it's the second game without Posh. So at some point, you got to figure it out. I and, I mean, I I understand Posh is a big part of this team, and he's an absolutely huge part of this team. But that uh, there's more games to be played. There are guys that can step up. I mean, Store stepped up. Right, I mean, he there did. are guys who he made plays. Did. Colby King had a good game. Yeah, Colby yeah. King showed absolutely as well. So, th- so the there, there are some, there are some spots here that guys, you know, get a shot they can do. Um, so that's not an answer to the question. We have to figure it out. Listen, going, there's still a season left. We got to figure it out. Going into the second half, we ended the first half. Well, they ended, I guess, on a 14-0 run. Which is just it was it was a bad run too. We didn't even it's not even like we they we were just missing or not I shouldn't say we were just missing. It wasn't even like we, we were, were just sloppy. playing sloppy. I, I think it was even worse than that. I think we were just we just didn't play in in that stretch. We, we seemed like lethargic. Yeah, and... it was rough. It was it was even worse than it sounded. Uh, you know that's not how you wanted to be Georgetown. But at the end of the day, you get the win, and you know. Move on to next week. You move on to the next week. And I, I know I said that about the Creighton game. Same thing here. Get win number 14. Move on. And, you know, two more games this week. Two more must-win games. Before we look ahead, though, Spotlight Player of the Week. I know my vote. It's an easy one. AJ Store, Big East Player of the Week this week. I mean, sorry, Big East Freshman of freshman, the Week this yep. week. Uh, I think he deserves a Spotlight Player, almost no doubt. Without a doubt in my mind. I mean, he's... He's, he's the reason why we probably won the Georgetown game, and he's the only reason, he's the only good thing in the Creighton game. So, without a doubt, AJ Store. I'm going to, I think I'm ultimately going to vote for AJ Store, but I want to give a, a shout out and, and put a potentially dissenting opinion of uh, David Jones, who had a big week and to turn it around. He played great on, on Sunday, made some big plays down the stretch, uh, and he seems to be turning a corner back to, to the David Jones that he can be. So, I want to give him a shout out. I think it's a fair honorable mention. I, but I think I think ultimately it, the the development of AJ Store is a could be a, an inflection point and a turning point in this season. So he's got to be the guy. But David Jones deserves some recognition. For this That's league. fair. That's fair. Tim. Yeah, I mean it's going to be pretty obvious that it's going to be the biggies freshman of the week. It's it's AJ Store. Uh, four steals in the Crane game. Uh, Twenty three points, double digits in this game. Clutch three at the end to win it. I think it's a pretty obvious decision. Uh, I agree. So we, we all voted for AJ Store, even though Craig gave an honorable, oh, well-deserved honorable mention to David Jones. Uh, it's good to see him get back on his feet, and hopefully he continues with this, uh, you know, bit of a bit of a turnaround here. After this week, I'm I'm very excited for to see what AJ Store can do going forward. Hopefully. I mean, I was prior, but the, just the more we see him and the more he plays better and better, it's just like 
what's his ceiling, and I just think yeah, he I can agree. be he, he can be a, I am, a star yeah, for us. I'm more excited every every week, every game to see I what AJ Store does. You know, who I'm less excited to see every week is Andre Carbello, but that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> All right, looking ahead to this week, uh, made some good plays. At the end. First game, you can make good plays and still. Have not you can make good you plays. Make important good plays at the end. You got to give him credit for that. I you you get you can get you get proper credit for the plays you make. You don't get extra credit just because you make sloppy pay, plays most of the time and you then correct them in moments. Driving to the basket and finding AJ Store for that three was an important play. It, he made a good play there. He drove everybody. Sure, he did, kicked did, it out. Sure, he, he hit a wide. I, he found a wide open guy for a wide. I think three. he gets. He's getting more credit than he deserves because normally he takes that ball and he throws it backwards and it goes back court and no one catches. Also it. Also made a big rebound the play before and then made a nice pass to 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 get it to Wusu. No, yeah, I'm for giving credit where credit is due. I just don't think we need to give over credit when somebody is underperforms and just because they do a better job doesn't mean that they're actually they need they deserve the extra credit. I think that's they, it. I think they deserve the credit that they got. Anyway, this week we start with Seton Hall at Carneseca Arena on Wednesday, eight thirty game on CBS Sports Network. The first matchup against Seton Hall did not go as planned. Obviously, this was a team on paper. We came into the season saying this should be a W. Thirteen and nine on the year are the Pirates. Six and five in conference. Uh, they're coming off a win against Butler. Like I said last time, 88-66, to 66, they beat us pretty badly. Uh, we got to do something to stop their offense. Against us last time, 54% from the field, 37% from three, but they made seven of them, uh, 15 of 20 from the free throw line, and uh, they really dominated us in defensive rebounds, 31-19. to 19. That's a terrible margin for us. Uh, they were led by Alamir Dawes. He scored 22 points, 5 for 10 from 3. Circle him on your on your scorecards. If we don't cover him at the 3-point line, we're going to lose this game again. Uh, let's hope it's not a repeat of Creighton where we're just not covering the 3 because who knows what will happen. Uh, he also currently leads the team for the season. Uh, uh, Kadari Richmond killed us last time. Tim was right on that, 19 points. Um, you know, those are going to be the guys again. Now, outside of those two guys, Tyrese Samuels, uh, he's kind of their other guy. He shoots 56% from the field. They're the only three guys in their team who average double digits. So there's kind of their three-headed monster we have to watch for. But outside of, you know, playing better than our last matchup, what do you guys think we have to do in this game in order to come away with a victory? Value the basketball. We need to value the basketball, value possessions, because uh, when we play too loose with the ball is when we give away possessions. We don't shoot well enough to do that. So if we value the basketball, we take good shots, don't turn the ball over, then we'll be okay. I think the key for us this game is going to be if A.J. Store and potentially Pinzone, if he's not injured, um, if they can open up the three for us, which will allow just more movement for everybody, more open space for Joel Soriano. If A.J. Store has a game like he has the past two games, uh, I think we have a very, a very good chance of winning this game. Um, I mean, you know, all things considered, everybody else plays the way they're supposed to. But I think if we continue to see, and I do think David Jones, too, is going to be very important offensively. If he can have a game, if he can really build off of what he's done the last two games, the combo between uh, David Jones and A.J. Storer could be a huge thing. Yeah, I think if, if, if we can, like you said, Nick, this is the team on paper we thought we would have, you know, at the beginning of the season would have marked this two W's. So you're right, I think, if we get the production from A.J. Store and David Jones that we've been getting, I think we put ourselves in a good place. My main key is 
uh, three-point defense, uh, which we did not play last time against Seton Hall, and we saw in that Creighton game we didn't play. Uh, we need to stop these guys from three. Uh, you know, Alamir Dawes showed he can hit the three. Five of ten against us last time. We've got to put a stop to that. If, if we allow them to get the open threes, we could find ourselves in very much the same predicament we did last time against these guys. Also, it was the last time we talked about them. We were we said, you know, we're well, we're better than them. I don't know that that's true. I mean, I think. Look, I do. I think we can win on Wednesday. I think we could. Uh, do I think we're gonna win on Wednesday? I hope. Um, look, they're six and five, and they they've gutted out some wins. You know, you would tell if you look at the talent. Uh, you know, we look like we would have more talent, but all the evidence would be the contrary of that. They beat us bad uh, in the last thing, right? So embarrassed. I us. mean, if you look at ESPN right now, we're. If you look at their ESPN BPI, which I know is kind of a ridiculous, it's a fake stat. It's a fake stat but they have us as a sixty-two percent winner. Like the odds are we're going to win. That's, I mean, great, but I, I, you know, uh, the other thing is, it's maybe a, I, 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 I hope. Show for I know it's a bit early to talk about, but this is maybe not too early to talk about. This is an important game in terms of the Big East standings. Huge. Uh, they're like you talked about, Craig. Coming, they're six and five uh, coming in. We're four and seven. Uh, so this is a this is a battle of the middle pack, right? This is where you're gonna play. You're gonna you're gonna have to play on Wednesday, or you're gonna you know play on Thursday. That's what we're talking about here. Wins like this are gonna make that decision. It, it's a must win, and I know we said that about Georgetown. Uh, and they're I know must their, their problem is down this stretch. Into a hole we, yeah, we're all, must, we're all wins. must wins. I think this one in particular because it's a head to head, direct. You can make a move up the standings. Uh, and I think that's why this game in particular is a very key game for us to come away with a victory. And the Pirates will be very motivated because they're playing their way onto the fringes of the bubble. Right. And this is not a game they can lose. They need to win this game absolutely, um, to keep those hopes alive. So uh, they're going to be motivated. Plus, they're probably a little motivated that we made them come out to Queens instead of let them play at the Garden. They deserve so it. I, I didn't say they didn't deserve it. I'm just saying right. they're, I'm sure they're going to be a little chip on their shoulder. We should have been doing that for years, by the way. I don't years. Say, I don't disagree. This is a smart decision. It I, I like that decision. a lot. That was a very good choice to do that. Yeah, because it makes it a, whole, a real home crowd, whereas at the Garden is, you know, it can be 50-50, um, especially seeing all it's a quick chain ride. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. The other game next week at number 16 the Xavier Musketeers Saturday, 5 p.m. on Fox. They come in 17 and five on the season, nine and two in conference, tied currently atop the Big East with Marquette and Providence at the time of this recording. Uh, they'll both all play games, you know, this week. Actually, Xavier Xavier will play Providence before they play us. Um, they are coming off a loss to Creighton, uh, and then they beat UConn and Georgetown. So similar last three games to us there. Uh, I think this is the best team in the Big East, uh, in my humble opinion, uh, and, and I think the numbers support that. Uh, 83 points per game, eighth in the country, uh, 21 assists per game, second in the country. Uh, their rebounding is, you know, I'll, I'll say that, you know, not necessarily their strength. They're still 81st in the country, uh, 30, 38 per game. You know, they've got five guys in double digits. It's, Xavier's a tough matchup for us and has been since they joined the Big East, and this team is no different. They're very talented. And they have Sean Miller, uh, and Sean Miller helps a lot. I mean, yes, He's a good coach. He's a, he's a good coach. I mean, he got in trouble, but he, well, he got in trouble, but someone else took blame for it. Um, that, and that, I, think that makes him a be- I think that makes him a better coach, right? <laughs> um, nothing, nothing like a criminal gets some, you get somebody else to take the rap for it. Gets you. away for it, right? Hey, you need, uh, you need a coach that's a salesman, and he, he, sold, uh, he sold Book Richardson down the uh, – 
Down the river? Down yeah, the river. for sure. To the clink. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think, you know, Sean Miller's a good coach. He's got them playing really well. They're a very talented team. This is probably a, a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. you got to figure they think the Sweet 16, and hope, hopefully for them, in their minds, more. Um, you know, they they got a really good team. So this is – and playing – and that's a – the Sintai Center is a tough place to play. Uh, so we got our work cut out for us for sure on yeah. uh, Saturday night. This is a very experienced team for Xavier. I mean, Fremantle's been there for a while. Nunji's been there for a while. Jones has been there for a couple of years. Uh, and now they have Soli Boom coming in, who's been arguably one of the best kids in the Big East this Leads year. Leads their team in scoring. Leads their team in scoring, and he's 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 going to be up for he's going to be in the conversation for a Big East player of the year for sure. He's he's been on a tear this season, so I. Yeah, they're probably the best team in the Big East, I think for sure. So we're gonna have, we're gonna have a real test against us, uh, against them. Providence will have something to say about that. Well, so will Creighton. Team. Creighton just being uh, Marquette. Well, so were Marquette. Don't forget Marquette. Marquette. That's what I was gonna say. I, you know, listen, I, it's just my opinion, I, and and I, Nick obviously agrees, but I, I, this team is extraordinarily talented, and I think they have more experience than other teams in the Big East. I think they can put it together in ways that other teams in the Big East can't. Uh, and I think because of that, that makes them the scariest team in the Big East. That's why I think they're the best. I think they're they're a team who can change up how they beat you, which is hard for teams to do. On any night, they can beat you down low with their bigs, or they can outshoot you. Their bigs also shoot too. Well, that, I mean, yeah, that that's why I think they're so versatile that I, I th- find them to be the scariest and best team because. They are they're they've got multiple options on how they're going to attack you. It's really how do they want to beat you, uh, and you're going to have to stop it. We I mean we saw it against them last time. Last time we we played well against we them. Play, I say we played it a was eighty four to seventy nine. We we didn't play poorly against them, uh, but again they did enough to come away with the victory. Right? They shot forty percent from three in that game. Uh, they only shot forty six percent from the field, but that forty percent from three, you know they they. Shot well from three, and that's how they came away with that victory. Three point, three point defense. This time, it, maybe it's not that. Maybe they get down low. They, they, you know, they deal with Soriano. I, I think our hands are full, like Nick said. And you know, again, I, I hate writing off games, uh, but this is one where you look and you say, you know, this is an uphill battle. I agree. This is definitely an uphill battle. So let me ask you this question: I get to the end of the week, we're one and one. We beat Seton Hall. We lose to Xavier. We happy with that? We okay with that week? How do we feel? I mean, obviously, we beat them both. It's ecstatic. Right. I mean, yeah, but that's I, I think we come out one and one. One and one. Are you saying one and one beats Seton Hall Xavier or just one and one regardless? I'll say one and one beats Seton Hall loses Xavier. And then I, I'll give you the opposite then, scenario after. Then I would say <laughs> I'm satisfied with that week. You're okay with that week. I'm, I'm satisfied. I don't think I'm satisfied with the week if we're actually trying to make the tournament. Well, that's if, the goal. If, right. Uh, so I ultimately don't think I would be, I don't think I would be satisfied so with the week. I, I think I'm satisfied with the week. I know, it's a, t- I know it's a tall ask. But here's, here's my, my, I said this last week. I think we had two losses left in us. We lost to Creighton. I think the at Xavier game is probably the last one we can lose. I'm either at Xavier or the last game at Marquette. No, no. I think at Xavier is the last one we can lose. You don't, th- you don't think at Marquette is comparable? I think it's comparable. I think where it falls in the schedule, you need to win it. Mm, that would be fair. my argument. It's not a bad thought because I, I, I just think you. I my personal opinion, you have one more loss that you can have, and you can't lose them both. 
No, yeah, I agree. Right? 100%. So you got to win one of them. You got to win at Xavier on Saturday. You got to win at Marquette on the last game. I, I do agree. And you have, by the way, and I, and I, in my opinion, you have to win every other game. We have to beat Providence at home, and we have to beat UConn. I agree home. that you can only lose one of the at Marquette's and at Xavier games. Yeah, I think I think you can't lose another game. And we're also going to play Creighton again at home one more time. Yeah, yeah. that's I mean, that's, that's going to be a tough one. If you want to make tournament, I'm talking about. Of course. Right? I mean, well, I mean that's, 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 that's a goal. Now, now that's conversely, goal. I'll flip it up on you a bit. If we come away with the week one and one with the one win against Xavier and the loss to Seton Hall, what do you think of that week? I felt like I got kicked in the nuts. It does lead to a quad one win and also coming off with a win at Xavier will give us more momentum going into the rest of the season. And I think that will be more valuable for this team. Uh I honestly, I think we need both coming out of this game. And one of the things I really think we need to get focused on is our free throw shooting right now. We are shooting 50 yeah. to 60% in these games. And it's not that we're just we're missing one. We're missing the front ends of one and one. Yeah, I mean, those are killer yeah. at the end of the game. And, and it's not even like when we let these streaks go lately – there's been missed free throws, and they just kill us every time. It, it, it really does seem like our team just starts to feel every second those balls just bounce out or hit back rim, and it just it kills momentum. It is deflating. It's very deflating for the team. One of the guys that he's gone one for seven, one for seven in the past two games. Do you know who that is? Dylan Adewusu. The man who's knocking down every three he looks at. He is shooting one for seven from the free throw line. He shot 90% in high school at OSL. Why do you know that? Tim knows things, okay? Just leave him alone. No, I mean, Tim's not wrong, though. No, no, you're right. This is a deflating part of our team. And, you know, if we're going to beat teams like Xavier, we're going to have to shoot free throws well. I mean, right at the end of the game, you're going to have to shoot that is free one thing, as well. That is one thing that happened in the past two games that we didn't actually touch on a lot because, frankly, we always used to touch on it, the fact that we never made free throws. And this up up until the last couple of games, we've been all right with free throws. But in the last two games in particular, we've been pretty abysmal. Yeah, it's, it's really – this is going to be something that is going to hurt us, especially in the Big East tournament. We cannot be shooting and going below – Yeah, well – Everything. Every game. If we lose more games, the only way to torment is the biggest torment. So we might as well think about it that way, too. We need to hit our free throws. We cannot lose the points that way. We cannot lose the momentum that way. We already go and fall into these three to four-minute slumps. Hit our free throws. Stop the slumps. I, I agree. I, I just if, if we come last week with a loss at St. Hall and a win at Xavier... I actually almost would feel worse than if we did it the other way yeah. around. Because it would feel like a missed opportunity. It'd be the most St. John's thing. Though. That would be my thing. I Look, I'd be happy. I'd rather be, obviously, if we lose Seno, I'd rather beat Xavier than lose both of them. But... I mean, yeah, certainly. But I think even a question the, but... for the order in my head and for the, the my own peace of mind, if we were to beat Seton Hall and beat Xavier, my mind can, like, fathom yeah, that, you know whereas what? the other way would just make me very confused if we, and if, upset. If we were to lose to Seton Hall and then beat Xavier, we're going to lose to Seton Hall. Everybody's going to be like, all right, like this is it. We're just not going to make the tournament. And then we're going to beat Xavier, and we're going to be like, 
what is this team doing? <laughs> what, are, what are you doing to my emotions? All right, so, Please stop this. So, all right. So I'll lay it out a little bit. Looking ahead, okay? Just a little bit. Four games on the schedule, I would say, are I- I- including this Seton Hall game. Uh, there's four games, I would say, that you look at and you say, if we want any hope of making the tournament, you have to win. It's Seton Hall. It's at DePaul. Uh, it's at Georgetown. And it's at Butler. Are those sure? are the those are the four. I say if we want any shot of making the tournament, you got to win all those four. Okay, that puts you at eighteen wins. Cool. Now left on the schedule besides that, you have at Xavier, home versus Providence, home versus Creighton, home versus UConn, and at Marquette. The home games, with the exception of, and I'll give you a curveball, Creighton, you have to win. You have to beat Providence. You have to beat UConn at home. If you want to make the tournament, I think you have to. I I told I. I know you said one loss. I said one loss. You pick your loss. You can pick whatever. Here's why I disagree with you. I think Creighton is getting hot, and I think Creighton is going to remain hot until that time. So I don't think that loss is going to be as bad uh, as a UConn team who's lost six of eight and seemingly can't right the ship uh, as a Providence team who's very good. uh, But we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna make a tournament, that's what we're talking about. That has to be a win. That I think puts you at the ability to lose the Xavier game. And the Marquette game. I kind of think our only way to like, definitively make the tournament at this point would be to only get one loss. And you're it, with Craig. And it has to be a bad loss. It can't be a ranked loss. We would have to get a bad loss to, like, a Seton Hall or to, like... Ooh, that's interesting. Like, mm-hmm. sadly, like a Georgetown. So, Amy, Amy had more I, quad I, one Hall, wins. Right, you think, I agree, right, Tim, you're talking about more quad one wins. I yeah. think Seton Hall probably will be the only team that would fall in that category. Because Seton Hall wouldn't necessarily be a bad loss because they're a... Right, maybe not, maybe not Georgetown. Middle Georgetown's attack team, particularly losing bad. to Georgetown, yeah, would be five, Georgetown would be, would that'd be, be a horrendously bad. That'd be a killer. Because um, right now we don't have a killer on our resume. It's just we don't have any very, very many good wins. Yeah. Um. So you don't want to create a bad loss. But right. We can't pro- lose the, the thing, opportunity. The thing is, in reality, like at Butler, at DePaul, at Georgetown, they don't they don't do anything as a plus. They all they do is keep you alive. Well, that's what I said. I said no, I those agree. four are must win because if you don't all win down, all down, uh, if, if you don't win those games, we're we're not making the tournament. I mean, there's zero shot outside of a Big East tournament victory. That's my. You know I mean, with, with if you lose any of those three games, by the way, take Cena Hall out of it. You lose any of those three games, we're nit bound at best. Yeah, we hope. Uh, yeah, at best. I mean, I, that's no, because we're gonna make that run in the Big East tournament. Like yeah, we make every we year. do we do so well. At the, we, that's what we do. We we put, we procrastinate to the end. Back against the wall. That's how we always perform. It's the best, best. storyline ever. I'm sure that's it's exactly how it'll field. turn out. We're that's the exact, most comfortable. That's there. right. That's where we do the best every year. Just a little one bit of Kool Aid to keep one you year, going. Man, we'll get there. If we lose to Marquette in the final game of the season at Marquette, I think that really slows us down going into the tournament. And I think that's going to be a very crucial game at the end of the season. I agree, Tim. Yeah. I, I mean, Marquette's tied for first in the Big East right now, so they're they're a great team, and uh, yeah, highest yeah. highest ranked team in the Big East right now, I believe. Yeah, because UConn took a big tumble. They fell to twenty four. Yeah, and right. Xavier, and Providence is seventeen. Xavier's, Xavier's sixteen. Yeah, they, they got to yep. beat by two spots right now. All right, that'll do it uh, for this week. For Craig, Tim, and Nick, I'm Vincent. Go Johnnies. Keep chasing. <laughs>